Driveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Discover our 2 to 1 offers at your local Kia dealer. For more, log on to kia.com. Liveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Going electric? Plug into the Kia e-range of EVs and PHEVs. Kia. Movement that inspires. 0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon and you're very welcome to Liveline. 51551 is our text number, joe at rt.ie. Uh, Catherine, good afternoon. Back to this awful story yesterday um, of a motorist, but it doesn't matter who it was, but she was spat at by another motorist. And as we read out numerous cases since the pandemic began, where courts are taking a much, much a stronger view of uh, people who spit at other people during a pandemic for obvious reasons. As one George pointed out, it then means that person has to go into isolation because they don't know if the spitter has COVID and also their family has to go into. So it's, it's a pretty serious offence. Now, Catherine, just before the pandemic started, what happened to you, Catherine? Yes, the very same thing. Um, a man with three small children in his car, he parked halfway across the um, disability parking okay, space. Okay. So I went up to him and I said, please, I wonder, could you just straighten up your car a bit that I could get my car into the disability? Okay. Next thing, he stood out of the car right in front of me. He shouted everything under the sun at me and then he spat in my face. My God. Now, all I can remember is the, three, the expression of the three small children in the car. And there were people around because they could hear him shouting and roaring. And nobody came to my help. No. So then when I said, please, will you just straighten it up? And then he threatened me. He said, I'm going to reverse back into your car. I'm going to smash up your car. So I pulled out my phone and said, OK, do that. And I'm going to phone the guards. Mm. So then he got in the car and he cooled off and he took off. And what age were the children? I'd say the eldest was about five, between five and six, maybe a little three-year-old. And we presume, we presume he was the father. This is three young children yes. looking at her father, spitting into someone else's face. Yes, My yes, God. and shouting at the top of his voice. And did you ring the guards, Catherine? I didn't, actually. No, because, I didn't. Because the guards were in contact with us yesterday after the programme saying they are taking any case of spitting in the current circumstances very seriously. Yeah, he's not Very the first person I've seen spitting, to be honest with you. But spitting think, into someone else's face? Yeah, right into my face. Yes, we landed all over my face. Oh. oh. Mm, I know. But I just think we've lost an awful lot in this country. Manners, everything seems to be just gone. People park in places they shouldn't. They park on the yellow boxes. You know, it's just dreadful. Nobody seems to have any care for anybody else but themselves today. Okay, say with us, Catherine. Caroline Cortis has contacted us from the UK. But Caroline, uh, you you were you're driving in Ireland. What happened? So, first of all, thanks very much for having me on. And thanks for coming. Um, I am Irish and yeah. I'm actually moved back to oh, uh, Ireland. So the number you have, sorry, is my previous English number. Oh, very good. And, and yes, I was driving through Drogheda town okay. um, in October. And I was at a particular junction in a filter lane turning left. And I'd indicated and turned into the left filter lane. And as I came up to the traffic lights, there was a truck 
still in the lane for going straight, but mm-hmm. he was indicating to turn left. Okay. Now, the lights were red, and there was also an additional car in front of me. And I didn't think anything of it. And I saw this gentleman appearing from around the side of the truck. Mm-hmm. And I ran down my window. I thought, actually, he was, you know, needing assistance. Yeah, and then yeah. he started screaming, his shouting, his arms were flaring. And I'm looking at him. He walked right by the guy in the car in front of me mm-hmm. and straight for me in the smaller car, being a female, and then told me I had to reverse back, which I couldn't because there was another car turning left behind yeah, me. Yeah. And then I said, I, I'm looking at him going a little bit confused, wound up my window because at that stage I'm kind of making sure my car was locked. And um, he then screamed at me telling me he would weaponize his go. truck and that if I tried to turn left before him that he would drive over me and kill me. Oh, God. But he didn't, so use, that was he didn't use that phrase, I will weaponize my truck. Uh, basically, he said, my truck is much bigger than yours. Okay. I will drive wow. over you. That's what he said. Because I'm in a small car. I mean, it's a, yeah. a little, small, little kind okay, of so, Volkswagen Polo. So yeah. what happened next? So I phoned the police. I got home and I phoned the police. There's a general number that you can actually call regarding traffic incidences. Okay. And they told me, I told, gave them all the details. And they told me that they would get in contact with me. So a month later, they got in contact with me. I think it might have been um, a local police branch. I don't know. I actually genuinely don't know. But they contacted me and they did everything to dissuade me from taking it further. So they said, you'd have to come down to the police station and make Mm -hmm. a statement. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm fine with that. Well done. Well done. It might go to court. I said, I'm fine with that. I said, this man is a menace. Yeah. Because he walked by a guy. He obviously felt I was an easier target. Um, and he felt it was, you know, his right, even though he was incorrectly in the lane, he felt it was his right to actually, you know, bypass every other driver that was doing the correct thing, being in the correct lane. Um, but yes, he felt it was um, his, his right to actually intimidate a female driver. And I felt this should be taken further. So this happened on the 15th of October last. Uh, we're, we're now uh, coming into the middle of December, to say the least. Uh, what has happened since? Absolutely nothing. They told me they would get back to me and they would arrange for my statement to be read and absolutely nothing now. I was told they'd get back to me by the 24th of November. I'm sure it's the 24th of December in two, two weeks exactly. from today. Exactly, exactly. Stay there, Caroline. Uh, yes. Uh, stay there, uh, that's Caroline Cortes, but Caroline Kavanagh is also a story about Drogheda. It's coincidental, I'm sure. And Caroline is in WhatsApp. Caroline, um, you're in Drogheda. It was last Thursday. It was Thursday evening around 8.15. 8, what happened, Caroline? Thank you, Joe. I was coming from a supermarket and stopped at a red light in Drogheda on the northern side of Drogheda on um, the old Dundalk Road. People would know it there near the Lord's Hospital. And I was turning right and the um, traffic lights went red. So I was the only one there and it had just rained, funny enough. And so there were no walkers, joggers or anything because it's a very nice place for walking and jogging. So on my own and another car lights came up behind me, thought nothing of it. Then the passenger door opened, a guy stuck his head in, grabbed my bag and ran. I said, oh, my God. So mm-hmm. I unbuckled myself, hopped out. He was getting into a car behind. So there was a second man there, the driver, who had come up behind me, had turned the car and was ready to go back down the way they'd come. And so this guy hopped in. So um, 
I happened to be sitting on my phone. I don't tend to leave my phone in my bag and okay. the phone was there. So I immediately took photographs of the car. Oh, well done. Well done. So it was an automatic reaction, you know, protect okay. your property. Then I was afraid there might be a third person there yeah. who was going to steal my car. Now, not that it's worth very much. I'm very like the other Caroline was a little yeah. small car, but it was my daughter's car because mine was doing the NCT the next day and she was cleaning it for me. Mine. So, um, there was no central locking, no or no automatic locking. It was an old Yaris. So I would never think of put, putting down all of the, the safety buttons, you know, the locking yeah, buttons yeah, and things, because it, yeah. my yeah. own car, my own car locks anyway. So my goodness, this is what happened. So I, oh my God, I got an awful fright. I was screaming, uh, you know, and I rang 999 there and they were very, 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 very nice. Right. They talked me down from where I was and they said, wait and we'll get guards. I said, absolutely not. I know I'm only down the road from the station. Got down to the station. Uh, oh, the guardy down there were absolutely amazing. And I was shaking like a leaf when I went in. And they told me when I was leaving that they were watching me on CCTV and didn't know what was wrong with me. But yeah. they took my uh, took my statement and were very good. And they gave me a glass of water, but I was shaking so much. It was going over one. So then do the you other, reckon, Caroline, the do you reckon but these? I reckon I was followed. Oh, okay. I reckon I was followed because um, I have to use the key to get into the car. So therefore, I didn't have the central locking mechanism. And I just threw my, you know, shopping into the mm -hmm. back seat, bag into the front seat. And I think they were probably waiting at that supermarket to see what they can see. It was not an opportunistic crime because well, it was most planned because they had their getaway it car. They had yeah. their getaway car parked in the opposite direction, so they sped off. Yes, back back, yes. Uh, uh, back not in front of you, but behind you, so to speak. But yes, in the, in they the pulled up behind me and turned. In the photograph, did you, is there a reg number visible? Do you know? Yes, wow. yes, the reg number is visible, uh, more or less, and the make and colour of the car is visible. Also, when they were getting into the car, the second guy, the guy who robbed me, the light comes on in the car, so I was able to describe them as well. Well done. Um, well done. But, but there is a good side to this. Now, yeah, the guard the way, was the, fantastic. The, the, sorry, the bad side is yeah. your handbag is gone. Bloody handbag was gone. With everything with, in it, know, I presume. Cards. cards. Everything yeah, yeah. in it, everything in it except my phone, thank God, because I was able to ring somebody right away. Yeah. So don't keep your phone and cards together or phone and bag. Actually, somebody since then has told me they put the bag in under their legs, under the driver's seat. Now, I mm. would be afraid of things rolling out, even yeah, a pen rolling out might affect you. Careful of that, so, you know, yeah. So the, the guards followed up. The victim support group rang me the next day from the Gardaí in Dunleer. Absolutely fabulous. And then I kept in contact with the guards to see what was happening. And, and uh, some man had found, a motorway maintenance worker, had found my bag on the motorway going to Dublin a day or two later and handed it into the guards in, in um, Balbriggan. So okay. they have to keep that um, bag for evidence, etc. But at least I'll have my driving license and don't have to start oh, reissuing yeah, yeah, those. Absolutely. But I have to say they were fantastic. The guards for me were fantastic, but okay, I don't story. know what they're going to do, how to progress it. But be careful of what you do with your bag and lock your doors driving. Okay. Okay, Caroline said everything. Tony, good afternoon, Tony. Um, what, what, what happened? Oh, hi, Joe. It was about um, a year and a bit ago, I suppose now, just at the beginning of the COVID pandemic, and I was actually listening to your programme. Thanks very much for having me on. Um, this isn't mm. so much road rage per se as park rage. Okay. Um, I was in Portlaoise, mm -hmm. and uh, listening to your programme, I was very interested because it was a lady from Italy who was speaking about the COVID, um, the implications of it for them there. My husband and I met and married in Italy. Okay. 
And uh, I said to myself, gosh, I'd better look at the time now and see what time it is. I better get out of my car. Meanwhile, this woman had parked beside me, quite close, but not terribly close. And um, she was just putting on a lipstick or just doing up a face before she got out of the car. And it just so happened that she got out of her car before I did. Then I got out of the car, mm-hmm. taking great care, making sure not to touch uh, the, yeah. the, her, her door or her car or whatever. And um, I have arthritis and I'm very, very aware of people, you know, touching a car and how, you know, how small a scrape can cause an awful lot of damage. So I was very aware. But then she came around the back of the car and she said, you touched my car, you touched my car. Look, 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 you touched my car. And she was ranting and ranting and ranting, just saying the same thing over and over again. And I thought, look, I didn't touch your car. I can see where my car is. And then she accused me of faking a limp. I said, I have arthritis. Oh, my God. No, faking a limp. And I said, fine, okay, fine, think what you want. So I got out of my car and I went around to the passenger side to take off my handbag and I was going to go and do my business and whatnot. And she still mm. wouldn't leave it alone. You touched my car. You touch-. And then at this stage, she had her phone out and she was making a video of the whole thing. And I thought, would you stop? What are you doing with your phone? You know, you can't do that and whatnot. Um, and then out of the blue, this other lady came from my left-hand side. Uh, I thought completely unrelated and mm. took her part and said I had touched the car. And I said, you weren't even there. How could you see? What do you think? What are you, th- you know, mm. what are you doing? So uh, I, I said, this is crazy. And, you know, I couldn't even be bothered. Where I had to go was actually only literally just down the road from where I had parked. And I said, this is so upsetting now. I can't do this. So I got back into my car and my car is automatic. By the way, was and, there, Tony, yeah, to, was yeah. there any evidence that, that you no, had scuffed no, or scratched? Not at all. No, 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 no. None whatsoever, because I knew I hadn't. I mean, you would feel even the slightest impact if you touched your door off of another vehicle when your hand is on the handle of the door inside. And I would, I didn't touch it. And I knew I hadn't touched it. Uh, my car is, uh, it's quite an old car, but it's got, it's quite sophisticated for its age. But I knew that hers was a much, much newer car than mine and mm-hmm. a darker colour. And I knew that I hadn't touched it. It was pristine. Her car was absolutely pristine. It was, it was um, a Ford, uh, so 2017. So mm-hmm. that's, as much as I'm going to say about it now because I don't know who she was. I don't want to know who she was. But this lady took her part. So I got back into the car and I switched on the engine and I reversed out. The the road where I was parked, it's a one-way street and cars are so used to this particular configuration of parking spaces in Port Leash that they do stop to let you out. They're very, very good and I was very grateful that day. But just down the road from where I was parked there is a a little um, pedestrian crossing. There's a little cafe and an arcade from Mm -hmm. it. And uh, I had to stop. Unfortunately, I had to stop to let some people cross. And with that the two of these women arrived still with both of their phones now making a video at this stage. And they were banging on the boot of the car. So thankfully the people passed Mm -hmm. and and I went on. And this sounds went, like a ready yeah. It was, I, I, I tell you, when I spoke with a friend of mine who is a detective in headquarters, she said to me, now calm down a bit, she said, I think this sounds like an insurance scam. So I said, oh, and with that, my whole body seemed to just relax because I said, oh, Tony, you're such a fool. You didn't even cop this on, you know. Um, looking back, I do think that's what it was, but there was no other follow up to it. So I went across and I parked in in the shopping centre car park, calmed myself down, rang the guards. The lady who answered, I presume she was the in charge, and um, she wasn't terribly helpful. She was all right, but she wasn't terribly helpful. And the heel of the hunt, her attitude was it wasn't illegal to make a video. 
I said, wow, you know, so much for privacy laws in this country. Mm. I said, so I, the innocent party, have been harangued and harassed and verbally abused on the street and accused of all sorts, totally untrue, and it's okay for them to make a video. And they would have been able to see the registration of my car and, you know, the the Mm. make and model of my car and everything and use that as they felt, as they so felt. Now, I did, um, I'm not on social media other than WhatsApp, yeah. and I did say to some friends of mine who are on different social media platforms to please keep an eye out for any videos that might be circling the rounds and doing the rounds. Well, that that, that would um, be a breach if they if yeah, they published yeah. a video. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, well, I was waiting for them to catch themselves out, you see. Um, now, she was only in between, say, 30, 35 and 40, maybe. She was between her 30s and 40s. And, but she was adamant. She was definitely, she you know, she was fully right. She knew what she was saying. She knew what she was doing. And she wasn't. I mean, she wasn't right. But this and was why, her attitude. But hang on, to add insult mm. to injury, um, mm. or injustice to injury, to another injustice, yeah. she then accused you of faking a limp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And believe me, if you saw me with the way I walk, it's, I mean, anybody here in town who knows me knows so, I'm not yeah. faking it. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm no, pretty. No, no, no. no, absolutely okay. not. Okay, that's <laughs> Caroline, so, Catherine, two yeah. Carolines, Catherine and Tony, and uh, all talking about road rage, including Catherine talking about being spat in the face, uh, which is uh, ho- ho- horrific. Any assault is horrific. We're in the current situation. Spitting at someone else is not a minor uh, uh, offence by any stretch of the imagination. And I also noticed that the first four callers talking about road rage and being attacked. Caroline there, the, the driver was going to, told her he was going to weaponise his truck, drive over her if she, if she uh, didn't uh, move out of the way. Um, the first four callers were women. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Liveline on RTE Radio 1 with Kia. Going electric? Plug into the Kia e-range of EVs and PHEVs. Kia, movement that inspires. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Anne Ward is in Roundwood. Um, what happened, uh, Anne? You were in a shop. Yeah, hi, Joe. I was um, coming back on a Saturday evening. I'd done a course in Dublin, and I decided I'd pop into the shop to get a few messages on the way home. Mm-hmm. My bag was locked in the booth because I didn't want to bring it into the course that day, and I just had my purse with me, so I thought, I'm not going to open the booth now, take the bag out. It was okay. really dark and wet. Um, I went towards the shop door. As I did, these two guys walked out and snatched the purse out of my hand and legged it across the car park. And um, I looked around, but they were gone. There was no point in even thinking about following them. Mm-hmm. So I went on into the shop and I looked for the manager. And okay. was waiting on the manager to come up and was explaining to a few people that were at the checkouts what had happened. Okay. And... As the manager approached me, the door opened and in came this man holding my purse in his arm up high. And I recognised my purse straight away. I knew it was mine. And as he came towards me, I realised it was the guy that had robbed me. And I said to him, that's my purse. And he said, oh, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry. He said, uh, I thought it was my wife. And handed me back the purse in front of everybody in the supermarket. He was saying he was playing a prank on his wife. I, I don't know whether he was trying to say he thought I had stole the wife's purse or whether he, he, what he meant, but he said, oh, I thought it was my wife. And I said to him, you've just stole that out of my hand as I entered the supermarket. Yeah. 
And he just, sorry, sorry. He kept saying sorry and back and back over the shop. Well, half of... Half of me thinks he's genuine because why would you? Was there, why, why would he come back with the purse? Was anything removed from the purse? Yeah, there was ten euro cash in it, which he had took. But the rest of it was cards, my cards. And he left all the. They were he, all. He left the, the card. Yeah, but he, sure. Like this happened in a matter of minutes. He he wouldn't have had time to do anything with the cards. Now I did cancel him just in case he'd copied them or yeah. something. But um, the tenor was gone. Out so he handed the, back your purse. Said, "I'm sorry, I thought that front, was my Yeah, in front of port. everybody in the store. And, and he and he walked away. Yeah, walked away, and the manager just stood looking at me, and much as to say, "Well, you've got your purse back now, so you know there's nothing I can do about it." And he took ten euro out of the purse. Yeah. Yeah. He ran across the car park with it. And then, I don't know, he just come back into the store and handed it back to me. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, very unusual. Very unusual. I, I just, when I was listening to your story earlier, I thought, there's not too and many... He, are you many... sure, Anne, he, he took the 10 euro? Oh, yeah, the 10 euro yeah. was gone out of it, yeah. Because I'd brought a small amount of cash with me that yeah, day course, for yeah. to get lunch and that. So I knew I had the 10 euro in it, but I was going to use my card to pay for the few things I wanted. And the 10 euro was gone out of it, yeah. Okay, absolutely yeah. bizarre. Yeah, so I just thought, well... Like, so surely he... he, surely, when he was coming back in with the purse... How could he be confident that he wasn't going to be arrested or detained or well, I don't photographed? Know. I, or I don't know how he was confident he knew, how he knew it was me. He obviously mm-hmm. knew I was going to report it, maybe. I don't know. But he walked straight over to me. I was at the end of the tail yeah. waiting on the manager. And he, he walked straight over and handed it back to me. And when you saw him coming in... At first, yeah. Well, at first, what, did you, what was going through your head? Well, I thought, oh, somebody found my purse out in the car park. Ah. That's what I thought when I seen my purse in this guy's hand. But as he got nearer to me, I realised it was the guy that had took it. Yeah. That is the most bizarre. It was very unusual. Very unusual. No, I was trying to get back. Because yeah. you know the hassle of having to get new cards yeah, oh, and everything. Talking, yeah. And it wasn't like, so I knew there was, I said to him, well, there wasn't much cash in it anyway. I said to him mm-hmm. when he brought it back in, but he just kept saying, sorry, sorry, and reversing kind of back out of the shop. That's bizarre thing. Yeah, that. very unusual. So, okay, say, uh, okay, and thanks indeed. That's on board. I'm baffled. Yeah. And have you ever seen him since around Roundwood, so to speak? Well, it, this happened in Bray. Oh, it happened in Bray? Yeah. Oh, no, I never Bray seen Bray is him. a different country. Yeah, never seen him after, never no. Never seen him after, okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. Right. okay, thanks, Anne Moore. Thanks, Anne. Incredible story.